0: Well, good morning. This is John Murtha coming to you from 89.1 Radio out of Lorain, Ohio. Very happy you tuned in this day. We got a really good program and a continued study of the seven churches in the Book of Revelation that really have a lot of application, I believe, not only back 20 centuries ago, but in the 21st century, even as we sit here today. So I'm um, in the uh, studio here with David Abood. Hey David John, great, great to be here today. And Tristan Abud. Tristan, good to have you on Thanks board. Thanks for having
1: us back, Mr. Martha.
0: And again, uh, very happy you tuned in. I mean, things are really different yeah. now with the COVID we're in lockdown, but nevertheless, we we're able to take these programs and then get them out. And then we'll explain how you can even access the site and, and get uh, programs that were done a month ago, three months ago, because these are archived on, on a site. So Tristan, why don't you go over that and just give some information and then why don't you give us kind of an overview of where we got to in the book of Revelation? Okay, so. Mr. Martha. So everybody who's listening, we have um, we do broadcast these live, but we
1: also have a SoundCloud link. And this is where we store every every one of these uh, recordings that we've ever done. So if you if you want to go take a look at that, I highly recommend. It's the website that you can go to online is wwwjohnjohn 1421. Dot .com that's www.john1421.com and you can download
0: the app or you can just listen to them live off of um off of the uh the web page. So I got John 1421 cuz that when I accepted Christ yeah. when it was 47 that was my favorite verse. <laughs> right. John 1421 right. yeah. and it was available mm-hmm. uh, as a URL so that's how that came about. So yeah. it's real easy to remember and go look at that verse if you get time. Okay, Tristan, why don't you kind of bring us up to snuff? Mm. where we're at just kind of a quick overview of uh, the book of revelation yes. uh, so early chapter everybody who's listening we've
1: been going through the book of revelation and it's been a bit it's been a bit scattered the pod, or the, the recordings that we've done but we've essentially gone through most or all of chapter 1 and we're we're finishing up chapter 2 so we began with part 1 and we to give a brief overview we we kind of touched on how Mr. Martha said that the media has an incorrect definition of the word apocalypse um, apocalypse in our culture kind of means the end of the world, or it's referred to as the end of something in like a dramatic and probably assumed to be big way. But the actual meaning of apocalypse, as used in the Bible, at least specifically in the book of Revelation, is that it comes from the Greek word apocalypso, which is a Greek word that actually means unveiling, which could mean also another another synonym could be revealing. So this, this book, Mr. Martha says, is given to us by... A large series, a chain of people. It went from God and God gave this revelation to Jesus. Jesus gave this revelation to an angel who delivered it to the prophet John, who gave it to us and also a couple of pastors which we think um, were the seven churches of the book of Revelation. Now there's a central pillar to this book and that it refers to the character of Jesus Christ. That's really what it's about. It gives a lot of information on who he is, his wrath, his love, Um, And Revelation is the only book with a blessing um, for the reading, which we hear it aloud at the beginning when it says, um, uh, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear and those who keep it written. Um, And that is the only book in the Bible that actually does that. So then chapter one talks about how Jesus is full of power and glory and it's the key to the rest of the book. Um, Jesus went up in clouds, and he is going to come back on them. Jesus said that he is the Alpha and the Omega in this chapter, and that also kind of is a reference to how he's the beginning and end, which is a good way to explain God. God is the beginning and end. Jesus has claimed deity, and that's why it's so important to remember that Jesus is not just a prophet. He is God, because he actually claims to be. Um, uh, Let's see. Then we go to um, the seven lampstands and the seven churches are mentioned, and um, we go from there to actually the Church of Ephesus. Now, the Church of Ephesus um, was uh, one of the first of the seven churches. Um, and Mr. Murtha, would you like to give us a little bit of information, just a quick overview of the Church of Ephesus?
0: Well, thanks, Tristan, for that introduction. The Church at Ephesus, which we studied a couple weeks <laughs> ago, um, was a very uh, important city. I mean, this was the strategic city. You'll see in Acts of the Apostles, mm-hmm. chapter 19 and 20, mm-hmm. Paul spent significant time here. Many yeah. think that John had been a pastor in the Church of Ephesus right. for some time, mm-hmm. and that maybe it was the Church of Ephesus that gave birth to these other seven church, the other six churches mm-hmm. that we see here. It's a very, very important city, uh, commerce, culturally, it was a great place where people were coming and going, merchants. Mm-hmm. But they did so many things well. If you look at them jesus says i know your works your labor your patience yeah, you cannot bear those who are evil uh, you have tested those who say they are apostles and you found they're not so they have discernment they have good works going on probably charitable works uh you've persevered uh you've done all of these things you've been faithful but he says i have this against you you left your first love yeah. so mm-hmm. i like to think that they're like cruise control yeah or like autopilot mm-hmm. and this is a danger of quote-unquote successful churches today yeah. what is motivating us Sunday school or outreaches and mm-hmm. programs the pro- they can like run themselves sometimes we don't mm-hmm. realize whoa, we're doing this because of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. for the love of God to see people come to Christ be discipled God's kingdom extended but if the motive is, is love then Jesus says you mm-hmm. lost that but like all of these churches think of a great physician he's in he's, he's examining the patient He's given a diagnostic kind of report. Here's what's good. Here's what's Mm -hmm. troubling. But he always offers a chance to repent, Mm -hmm. restore, come back. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's very interesting when you study that. That's true in our own lives. Mm -hmm. If we sense we've drifted or gotten away from the things of the Lord, his mercies are new every morning. He wants us to come back to him. He wants us to repent and turn. And then there's often a reward for doing this. To the seven churches, you'll see there's like a, an incentive, if you will, do uh-huh. this, you know, and then you get this. It might be a crown, it might be this white stone, the hidden manna, mm-hmm. a place in heaven, all of these different kind of incentive goals. And so they all follow a certain structure we're going to see as you go sure. through it. Good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the Church of Ephesus, just to summarize, it had, it did a lot of good things, mm-hmm. but they
1: had they essentially lost love. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the second church, we went to Smyrna. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, it mentions in in every the beginning of each verse, to the angel at Church of Smyrna, right. does that mean to, to a pastor, Mr. Martha? We
0: think that's a mm-hmm. pastor. Okay. Now, he, he identifies that the churches, mm-hmm. remember Jesus is holding the seven stars and mm-hmm. he's going to run the seven golden, these, these mm-hmm. lampstands. He says in the last verse mm-hmm. of chapter 1, the lampstands are churches. So clearly they're almost like lights in a darkened community, okay? Mm -hmm. But he says the seven stars are seven angels. Okay, now, uh, angels in Mm -hmm. Greek is anglios, is uh, Mm -hmm. messenger, means messenger. Mm -hmm. Now, from this point on just about, angel in the book of Revelation usually always is a spiritual being. Just like when it says God gave this revelation to Jesus who gave it to his angel who gave it to John who gave it to... Okay, but here... Some suggest these are pastors, mm. these are messengers to the churches. Mm-hmm. So, because mm-hmm. it's not clearly defined, we're going to make the assumption that these are pastors that he's given the John has sent this letter to to read aloud, mm-hmm. hear them, and then perhaps preach, teach, and uh follow. You know, right? So, the, mm-hmm. to your point, Tristan, that's those are the two interpretations. How could it be an angel? Well, it could be an angel overseeing the church, yeah, that's what angel. I was, well, yeah, yeah, that's you know, right. Uh, but, uh, it could also be a messenger to the church or be a pastor. Mm-hmm.
1: So the church in Smyrna, they were going through a lot of tribulation mm-hmm. and believed that they were impoverished, although you actually said that Jesus claims in, this, in that very verse, verse 9 of chapter 2, it says, I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you are rich. You're rich. So they are spiritually wealthy. And then mm-hmm. you contrasted that from the seventh church, which you said in comparison was physically rich. But maybe
0: a little spiritually poor. Yeah, Laodicean mm-hmm. will say I'm rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they think they're rich. They're well off. They got you know wall to wall carpeting and air conditioning, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> but uh, Jesus says, "But you're poor. You're naked. You're blind." Mm-hmm. What is interesting here? Often the self-assessment of each church is the exact opposite of what Jesus <laughs> thinks of it. It's crazy. Now in our own life, it could be like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might think I'm doing very well, and things are good. Maybe, <laughs> but I need the Holy Spirit. We each yeah. of us need the Holy Spirit to examine us, to pick us. And Absolutely. to get us on the right path. No kidding. So, you know, it's interesting in your introduction, um, Tristan, because when you talk about the apocalypse and the mm-hmm. unveiling of Jesus, you think of statue, let's say in the Roman Empire, they prepared this statue for a great emperor and they get thousands of people out there mm-hmm. the day they unveil it, when yeah. they pull the curtains down and it falls, then they see all this splendor. That's kind of what's going on here with Jesus. It's an unveiling of Jesus as popular culture thinks it's encoded and they can read meanings in and these added yeah. to Christ yeah. and all this. I was just looking at some movies that had this. They're, Hollywood is fascinated with the book of Revelation. After the tribulation, X Men of the book of Revelation, uh-huh. Revelation and the End of Days, The New World Order, Locust of the Eighth Plague, The Final Conflict, The Seventh Sign, on and on and on. They'd love to grab material, <laughs> that, that's not the intent of the book. They get it wrong. They Just did, like David why. Koresh in Waco, yeah. Texas. He thought he had the understanding of the seven seal scroll. It was way off. But there's actually FBI on the phone negotiating with him, and he wants time to explain each. See, what I'm getting at is popular culture. They look at the book of Revelation. Mm. Of course, they have no guides. They don't have the Holy Spirit. They go way off here when they fail to say the, 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 the big... Central subject or theme is Jesus Christ in mm-hmm. you know, all his splendor yeah. and glory, mm-hmm. and then we worked out from mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so good, Tristan. And good then, job. That was a good Th- thank you guys,
1: thank you team. Um, and then, okay. Yeah. So to continue that, they mm-hmm. also talk about how Jesus warns these people that even though they are spiritually rich, mm-hmm. they're about to undergo a lot of suffering and. He doesn't just say that they're going to go suffering, he kind of furthers that by talking about how the devil is going to be the one who throws some of them in prison. And you talked about how the devil isn't physically going to come and throw them in prison, but the devil uses people. Mm-hmm. And in this case, you know, we can't give him too much power because the devil isn't behind everything. There are right. different types of enemies. You said there's the world, there's the devil, the and flesh, the flesh. So, But in this case, he's talking about literal spiritual warfare. This church is undergoing spiritual warfare, and they're going to be tested, and they're going to have tribulation, even though they're faithful. Even though they're faithful, good Christians, they're going to go through a ton of trials. But you also brought up a point how Jesus went through the exact same trials. He came down, and he was not a God that doesn't understand. Mm -hmm, Because he came down, he died, he suffered, and he rose again, and he conquered it. Right. And then to kind of end this church, you talked about how they had to be faithful mm-hmm. and you, you had a really good quote it's just a John Murtha quote you said you're born once and you die twice or you're born twice and you die once exactly right and that's a really good way to look yeah, at what like that, that, that means yeah. is we're born
0: what we call original mm-hmm. sin or we're cut off mm-hmm. from God a relationship yeah. you know yeah. it says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 for all of sin uh, and, you know and we're dead in our trespasses and sins Ephesians chapter 2 verse mm-hmm. we're dead we're disconnected with God so Therefore, when Jesus meets a religious man like Nicodemus, right, the first thing he says to him, you must be born again. Mm-hmm. See, so if he would accept the born again experience, he, he would have been born once. I'm sorry, born, uh, born twice, and then he only dies once, your physical death. Mm. But if you're only born once, and you go into eternity with that fallen nature, you die twice. The second death, first death is physical, second death mm. is separation from God. So, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's a little quote to mm-hmm. remember to just sure. kind of yeah. get by. So that brings us to the one, uh, today's study of Pergamus, mm-hmm. and uh, very, very important letter. All of these letters in these churches are very important. Yeah. Just a couple of things. Before we get into the whole thing with the book of Revelation, we, as Tristan went through a good overview mm-hmm. of chapter one about the revelation of Jesus Christ, before judgments and all of this, and the new heaven mm-hmm. and new earth and all this, he talks to local churches I think that's very important. His focus is on yeah. local churches. That's how important it is in God's sight. And today we're witnessing a big trend mm-hmm. of Christians not being part of a church. I don't care what was going on with these churches here. At least they were in the church. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Jesus could speak through the pastor. He could correct them. He could give them promises. Mm-hmm. He could and today we're gonna to do a whole show on this. Yeah. Maybe two the importance of belonging to a church big church little church that's not the issue but a committed community of believers Mm -hmm. under pastoral care and authority for the purpose of worship sharing the Mm -hmm. lord's supper discipleship sharing one another's needs and then going out from there to share the gospel Mm -hmm. in word and deed in works of mercy and outreach Mm etc. but man we if we get this i don't care what's going to happen in the world we can be strong. Absolutely. If we don't have this, yeah. we're going to look at Western Europe, what happened to them in the past 100 years. Yeah, Churches are empty. Right. they're condominiums, their mm-hmm. restaurants, their museums. Yeah. And uh, look what's happening. Something's going to fill that gap. Something will mm. fill that. It could be Marxism. It could be other religions. It could be atheism. But that's a whole separate topic. But I find it interesting. Jesus, right from the very beginning, is going to talk with and deal with seven local churches. Mm. So, okay, maybe you want to read the first... Two verses here, if you would, Tristan, 12 and 13 of chapter 2. All right.
1: And to the angel of the church in Pergamum write the words of him who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, yet you hold fast to my name and you did not deny my faith. Even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness who was killed
0: among you, where Satan dwells. Okay, so a lot going on here. Mm -hmm. And Pergamos, this is a very important city. Uh, It is actually the the central uh, political city in Asia Minor, which is present-day Turkey. Mm -hmm. Um, And here Jesus, often he, this is a letter, right? So it has a certain outline, structure. We forget about that in an email, Mm. Twitter world that we live in. Um, That there's a structure. There's an opening where Jesus addresses to the angel of the church. He addresses the angel in the church, okay? Then he says, he who has a sharp two-edged sword. Well, you see that earlier on yeah. when Jesus makes that reference that he has this uh, uh, this idea of the the, the two-edged uh, sword. Mm. So here we go. Um, it's in uh, verse 16. You can actually of chapter 1. He had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Yeah. See how he draws from chapter 1 yes. in his opening title to the Pergamus Church? Mm. Very interesting structurally. Mm. Right. So... What, the, the the sword cuts, you see, and he's going to cut. It says in Hebrews chapter 4, The, the word of God is sharp and powerful, even to the cutting asunder, the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It cuts through. There's a very interesting verse mm-hmm. in uh, Acts chapter 2 um, where um, they're hearing a sermon and they're actually cut in their heart. The word mm-hmm. of God cuts them. Let me just read this real quick. Mm. Acts chapter 2. Um, verse thirty-seven. Um, if you have that, Tristan. Now,
1: in. when they heard this, they were cut to the heart, See? and said, "Yes."
0: See that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were actually cut to the heart, mm. and then um, that—that's the power of the Word of God. It can convict you at a deep level. Yeah. Now, Jesus here in Pergamum, coming back to this church, he's saying that's—that's that's his, his word. He, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he can mm. cut. He can cut. And then he goes on to say, I know your works. Well, he knows all our works. He knows everything about us, right? But he's assuring these guys, I know your works. Yeah. And he says, uh, and I know where you dwell, and I know there's Satan's throne. Mm. Now, that's an interesting thing. What's mm-hmm. interesting in these letters to these churches is Jesus referencing Satan. Mm. Okay? It's, it's, uh, yeah. he's, he's not magnified, but he's saying, this is what's going on. I know where you're at. I know you're in... Just as it's a political capital of Asia Minor, right. it's also somehow the throne or the operational center of demonic powers. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that, Mister Murtha? Well, how so? Well, here's the deal: we got power. We know yeah. in Scripture it's, it talks about powers and principalities and spiritual entities in high places. Mm-hmm. You see that in uh, Ephesians chapter three. And it's also in uh, Ephesians chapter six. Powers, principalities, but what we know. It's called Satan and his angels yeah. that fall, right? Yes. Matter of fact, Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, he'll even say, I saw Satan fall from heaven or being mm. cast up. So, but he's the arch. Yeah. He's, he's like the... Um, the figurehead. The general. Okay. The general. And under him, he's got different levels of demonic beings. Some are more powerful than others. That's why Jesus says to the one, when the, the apostles were trying to cast the demon on that little boy who threw mm-hmm. himself in the water. He says, he says, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. Mm. This kind. This is a this mm-hmm. a stronger one. Uh, when he goes to minister to the man in the cemetery, he says, what is your name? And the demon's cry, We are legion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a military term mm-hmm. that we are many, uh-huh. many, many. So you get this kind of a military. So it, it, maybe he has a headquarters. I mean, you know, maybe he's operational out of this. Because you said Satan is I think you gave an example in one of your other podcasts about
1: how Satan was like a prowling lion, but the word mm. prowling means that he like it's, he's not like God, he's not omnipresent, mm. he's not everywhere at once. Exactly right. He's in one place at a time. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. It says that in Job chapter mm-hmm. one, where our Lord says to mm-hmm. Satan, he's going and he says, Satan, where are you where are you coming from? He says, I'm from going to and fro, right, up yeah. and down on the earth. Mm-hmm. And then your mm-hmm. comment in Peter, it'll <clears> say, Be awake, be alert, for your enemy. Uh, the devil goes about mm-hmm. as a roaring lion, seeking. Think of a lion; he can't attack everybody all at once, but he can sure. go and particularly looking for strays. Mm-hmm. And, and he well, can, uh, David. Pointed. Well,
2: well, John, I think uh, too. I mean, t- to your point and what what Christ was saying, it also was the center for idolatry. Yes. So they had the worship of Zeus. You know, the statue uh, of Zeus Olympia, uh, and then they also had a bunch of other pagan cults there. Uh, it, it's also interesting to note that this city was the book of learning,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know, considered the, uh, it was the city of, of books and learning. It had a 200,000 volume right, right. <clears throat> library wow. so highly uh, Renounced that Mark Anthony gifted it to Cleopatra on, on their wedding exactly. so you start to see that you know and then as we get further into this you'll see that they're starting to rely on their own knowledge base
0: yeah that's a good point
2: point. and they're focused on what they're learning from other people mm. and then they have idolatry now you also have to remember the Roman government tolerated uh, any religious practice that was recognized as long as you worship the Emperor as deity
0: yeah right so
2: the issue, really, with uh, Pergamum and also with their bishop uh, was it Antipas, uh, that you know he basically he was just focused. You know, the bishop said, "Look, we're just focused on Christ. He's our guy. All this other stuff is just not relevant." And that's where I think the church ran into a lot of trouble. But they also were in a position. Could you imagine being in a dictatorship with the Roman government? If our churches had to had to live in that time oh, and deal with that how how much would we have bent
1: yeah. just
2: to survive yeah, and I so didn't... we don't have to deal with that today there's other forces that are destroying our churches in many ways but i just started to think about this and walk in their shoes what was that like you know to co mingle like that right there in the same territory with the you know with the, the theater oh. seating 10,000 people and then they have all these different idols and you're trying to focus on Christ and, you know, so we can get into that. I don't want to uh, digress, but it, I, I think it's really important. And, you know, and I think that's where Christ is trying to let everybody know that the only way that you can discern between light and dark is with the Word. Yeah. And the Word is living. If you look at Hebrews 4.12, "...for the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit." Of joints and of the morrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart that's why in that one verse we hear it going right to the heart
0: exactly right so
2: and he's basically telling him that's your only key protection you got to be focused on me you can't have anything else and I'll get you through this it's not going to be easy but I'll get you through it and I think that's where a lot of us get lost even today with everything that's going on we're getting we're getting distracted you know with all this chaos around us but we still need to understand that we can be healed and we're protected with one thing and one thing alone, and it's the Word of God.
0: Yeah, you're right, And there. being in Christ. Yeah. Right. Now, back then, I mean, they were, here's the thing. You have two enemies. You have the enemy on the mm-hmm. outside, but then you have enemy on the mm-hmm. inside.
1: This is for church.
0: This is for church. And it's just like a military base. Yeah. It's one thing you know the enemy's out there, but the problem is when the enemy can sneak into your camp. <clears throat> do a lot more damage right. quite honestly because right. you're kind of aware and alert he can tell you apart from the inside yes now um to your point they had many uh cultic mm-hmm. and superstitious yeah. and these idol this temple to zeus is powerful yeah. maybe that is satan's throne we don't know for mm-hmm. sure because mm-hmm. it doesn't say that specifically but the emperor worship was big they used to have a phrase in latin curio caesar or curios jesus mm-hmm. caesar is lord or Jesus is Lord. You yeah. should remember that mm. from your days yeah. of life. Yeah. Okay, those <laughs> yeah. two. And they all yeah. they had to do, if you, let, let's say you were in a trade union, stonemason, <laughs> yeah. baker, may, you make, uh, right. a carpenter. Once a year, you had had to go and take and go before the altar of the emperor, mm-hmm. let's say Nero mm-hmm. or Domitian, who yeah. might take incense, put it on the altar, and say, Caesar is Lord yeah. or Nero is yeah. Lord. If you don't do that, mm. you're, can you imagine? Let me give you an example.
2: Yeah.
0: A town in Poland that Hitler's coming into in World War II. He's coming in with the SS and all his troops and tanks, and they're marching through downtown, let's say Warsaw. They're going to take the place over, mm. and everybody's out in the street with their hand raised up, hail Hitler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're standing there with your hand down. No, I don't hail Hitler. Right. Wow. You're going to stand out, right? <clears throat> what do you think they're going to do to you? Kill you. There's a exactly. situation there. Absolutely. loss lost the work. Absolutely. Too. See what I'm saying? Yeah. What I'm getting at? So they so, were going through some serious, oh, thank oh, you, yeah. the whole group. Yeah, uh, and so now, so now we identify that Jesus says to them, uh, "You, verse 13, you hold fast to my name, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you did not deny my faith." In other words, they hold fast to their testimony; they're not giving up mm-hmm. their faith, and even under they're in this withering assault that's against them. Mm-hmm. Even Satan is 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 instigating men to come against yeah. these Christians here, and then he says. Mm-hmm. my faith even in the days of antipas right. who was my faithful martyr can you imagine that title that was either i think the priest or the bishop of that church at and the we don't time we yeah. do because yeah. what we do know is we don't know anyone else that lived in that town mm-hmm. but this guy yeah. do you think uh, <laughs> jesus forgets his faithful martyrs huh? i'm serious do we remember the best <laughs> oh, gladiator in town the best sculpture the best wow. actress we don't yeah. remember any of that stuff yeah. who had the biggest goldsmith shop yeah we well, remember my faithful witness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. jesus doesn't forget faithfulness mm-hmm. okay two thousand years later we sit in this room and we know this guy lived in this place at mm-hmm. that time and it cost him his life because he stood up for jesus yeah. wow yeah god doesn't yeah, burn him at the stake he doesn't forget right okay See among you, and then he repeats this in this one verse. Satan is mentioned twice. Mm-hmm. Where Satan dwells. Now, it's two Corinthians four four says this: If this gospel to be hid, is hid to him whom the God of this age mm-hmm. has blinded. He's called the God of this age. Mm-hmm. Jesus calls him the Prince of this world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Revelation chapter twelve, he says he holds the oh, the whole world under deception. Mm-hmm. He's got power. Yes, He's he got does. real power mm-hmm. because. It's a long story. I mean, but but when Adam and Eve gave up the right, they were the ruling authorities of the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. God put all things in there. They gave the keys in a sense to the kingdom yeah. over to Satan. Mm-hmm. You see, now Jesus comes back and he takes them back and all power and authority is given to me. Go therefore make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. But he's got power and people just think oh like something very demonic and occultic <laughs> and a real display of No, it's more subtle. It's more subtle. It's as subtle as saying Oh, do you really think Jesus is the only way? There's a lot of ways to go to God. Do you think this? Do you really think a loving God would ever judge anybody? That Where's that lies coming from? Satan, who said to Eve, the very first thing out of his mouth in the Garden of Eden, did God... Really say Dumb. It's always against the word yes. of God. You see, mm. how does he tempt Jesus in the garden of, in the wilderness by misquoting yes. the scripture? Yeah. Yes. If you're the son of God, well, God just said you're my son at the River Jordan. Yeah. This is my beloved son. Mm. If you say, see. So we're not, right. we're aware of his tactics. Mm-hmm. But then now we're getting a picture of this church of Pergamus, what they're going through. Mm. So let's pick it up. That's verse 14.
1: <laughs> but I have a few things against you that you have some there who hold the teachings of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the mm-hmm. sons of Israel so that they might eat food, sacrifice to idols, and practice sexual immorality. So who is Balaam and Balak? Okay. First of all? Yeah. so
0: now um, a okay. couple of interesting things are going on here number one he's referencing something from the old testament now here's what i find interesting this is probably a gentile church they're in asia minor right it's Mm -hmm. not in jerusalem it's not in the accessory or somewhere in israel but these people probably first generation christians they have an understanding of the old testament yeah so who is balaam let's look back at balaam and we could just look at it kind of a, a, a real quick flyover but if you go to numbers chapter 22 we can turn to Numbers chapter 22 mm-hmm. and you start seeing, and let me just set it up, but what's going on here is that the Israelites are coming out of Egypt, they're going to the promised land. Mm-hmm. But as they cut through these different territories, if they got in the way, they defeat them. And this King Balak in chapter 22, he's concerned about this. He, yeah. he, he senses that I can't defeat these guys because God's with them. <clears throat> so he hires this, what's called back then prophet or a false prophet or a seer, or diviner, or whatever you want mm. to call him. But, but the, he believes this guy has supernatural power to do stuff. He hires Balaam. Mm-hmm. See the word Baal in there, which mm-hmm. is a big time god back at that time. Is that time. reference to Baal, who was that old god with yeah. Jezebel and all Yeah, ba- yeah too. So, um, yeah. Oh, Jezebel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't okay, that. Mm-hmm. So, um, he comes and he goes through a series, I think, four different times he tries. He says, I'll pay you If you curse them, Mm -hmm. I want you to curse the Israelites. I want you to give me an edge here. These kings believe in supernatural power and he tries it, but he can't. God won't allow him. Mm -hmm. And then even to the point when he wants to go and his donkey in chapter 22, (laughs) it's really kind of humorous, but verse 29 uh, through 31, it talks the donkey is resisting going and he won't let Balaam, he won't carry Balaam to go curse Israel. So he can't. Hmm. Do it. You see, that's what is being referenced here in this warning that Jesus given to the church of Pergamos. Hmm. So, what is this? I'll show you why. What happens here? He can't do it, right? So he'll end up giving these prophecies. Now, some of these prophecies that are coming, God used this man. This This is Balaam. This is Balaam. Balaam. Okay, Balaam. But one of the we won't go through all of them. Sure. But look at verse seventeen of chapter twenty-four. Yeah, in Numbers. Okay, he says i see him but not now i behold him but not near a star shall come out of jacob a scepter shall rise out of israel that's messianic he's saying i see him but that means the messiah is coming scepter means he's king he rules Uh but there'll be a star Mm. and many think maybe this was the star reference that the wise men will follow to go to it's referenced in matthew chapter 1 verse 2. so what happens here well one thing is is that he's gonna give them some advice. Is look at chapter thirty one and verse six. He can't curse them, so look what he's oh, I'm sorry, verse sixteen. Numbers? Uh yeah. So that's numbers. Chapter thirty one, verse sixteen. See. Okay,
1: also one male goat for a sin no, no. offering.
0: Uh Numbers thirty one verse sixteen. Oh, that's twenty nine. Uh. You have Mr. 31. Yeah. yeah, he says, "Look, mm-hmm. these women caused the children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam to trespass against the Lord in the incense of Peor, and there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. So what he happened? Yeah. That's <clears throat> referencing back to chapter 25, mm-hmm. where the Israelite men um, they started um, having relations with these." Um, uh non-Jewish people. These were not God, yeah. these were idolaters, right? And it was and, and God is very angry. And it says, Israel was joined to Baal at of Peor, and the anger of the Lord was aroused against him. And what had happened is they started verse 2, it says they invited uh, the people sacrifice to their mm-hmm. gods, and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. Mm. So Baal Balaam couldn't curse them, but he told the king, do this. Yeah. Tell coax <clears throat> your women Intermingle here, start, start getting Israeli men, intermingle with these uh, idolatrous women, mm-hmm. immorality, as well as idolatry. Yeah, And that's what Jesus is referencing when we go back now to the church. So, what was happening now, yeah. it wasn't just the hostile forces outside that were persecuted. Mm-hmm. Now, you got poison, if I can use the word. You got mm-hmm. false teaching yep. coming in, you got immorality coming in. And he says here, back to verse 14, chapter 2 of Revelation, I have a few things because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam. You see, what did he say about um, the church at uh, Ephesus? He says, I know your works, your labor, your patience. You cannot bear those who are evil. Mm. So they knew how to get rid of evil, but not this church at Pergamos. They're allowing it. They're allowing it. Mm -hmm. And you'll see an example of this in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Where the church there was allowing a man yeah. that was living in an immoral relationship with his stepmother. Wow. And Paul says, You got to put him out. But you see how that got in there? There's one thing about yeah. persecution out here, it's another thing mm-hmm. when it gets inside because it's subtle. They just think, Well, we're, the, the, we got, you know, yeah. and we're not. Uh, this this has all kinds of implications for today and what we allow to happen in church.
2: It, it John, it, it's I mean the key to the enemy is his plan is never revealed until it's too late. Mm. You know, even if you step your toe in the water, that's how it starts, right? Yeah, it's small. just a little seed, it's just a little thought, and that's how that's how he comes to us is with that little thought. And it, you know, I was always asked, uh, you know, when we did that one show. About Satan and and his power and authority, I was asked. Well, can he make you act? Mm. He can put a thought in your head, and then it's up to
0: you. But he can keep hitting you with it, right? Oh yeah, Yeah. we we, we're not supposed to give place to the devil. No, it says that in Ephesians. So you don't want to rent out space in your in your mind to him, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. because he can establish a stronghold. Then that pattern becomes an addiction. Absolutely, that's that's a whole other area. I mean, yeah. it's a whole other separate yeah, it's a whole study, other show, yeah. and it talks about Corinthians how to tear down strongholds. But people <clears throat> who do it today. Come on, you know, drugs, alcohol, pornography, bitterness, anger, lust—all of these things. Can be a one-off, or they can be develop a stronghold, and it actually is part of who you are. Then, yeah. is it Satan doing it, like a mannequin? Mm-hmm. No. no, but he can instigate, yes, and and he can you know promote. Let alone you're already in a fallen system. The mm-hmm. world is already, the, the, in case you haven't noticed, the world is not pro God. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. or right. we don't have a home yeah. field advantage here. Okay, mm-hmm. we live in a hostile world. It says in First John chapter five, the whole world lieth under the sway of the wicked one, mm-hmm. or darkness. What it is okay, now he says. So look, they're committing this, and um, not only that. Look what it says in verse fifteen.
1: So also it. Here wait. So also you have some holding the teachings of the Nicolaitans. Therefore repent. If not, I will come to you soon and wage war against them with the sword of my Notice
0: he says, Nicolaitans the, the things that I hate. You know. Now look what it said to the church at Ephesus in verse uh, six of chapter one
1: yet this you have you hate the works of the Nicolaitans which I also hate see
0: the church in Mm. Ephesus Mm -mm. identified whatever this doctrine was this Nicolaitans and got Mm. rid of them but not this what's going on here this is an extremely tolerant church Mm. they might think well we love everybody Mm. we love everybody Mm. well yeah but you can't you can't let everybody into your house am mm-hmm. i right you might you gotta guard the door you can't let everybody in and all of a sudden doctrine is getting in immorality yeah. is getting in and you lose your witness mm-hmm. jesus will not have that light where there's all this corruption and immorality mm-hmm. nothing has changed you know nothing has changed in 2000 years so he says now mm-hmm. people have asked we talked a little what are the nicolaitans we don't know exact different combinators we do know Nico. that word mm-hmm. means uh, victor, victor, or leader, or mm-hmm. victorious. Yeah. Laos, or latians are people. Could this be people that were lording over the congregation, mm-hmm. were assuming authority and property <coughs> over the, you know, that weren't appointed of God to be pastors mm-hmm. or leaders? Mm-hmm. We don't know to make a hard sharp. All we know is whatever it is, Jesus hates. Yeah. That's strong words. He hates it. Uh, we could probably do well to hate sin more than we do. Mm-hmm. We don't. Gen- I'm talking about generally speaking. Um, and, and of course, the other church, Ephesus, did good. They got rid of this. It's like a little bit of leaven gets in, right? A mm-hmm. little bit of leaven gets in. Somebody suggests you can make a cake and have great ingredients, eggs, flour, yolk, yeah. milk, and at the very end, you put two drops of arsenic in there. Is that a good cake? No. No. <laughs> no. And this is Satan's trick. The, the greater the lie, the more truth it contains. Mm-hmm. the Janet, greater I, the lie the more truth it contains yeah, yeah th-
2: there's a there's a nice little summary clement of alexandria uh, he was a second century church leader wrote about the Nicolaitans he says they abandoned themselves to pleasure like goats leading a life of self-indulgence those mm-hmm. following the doctrine of the Nicolaitans felt free to t- participate in worship of the emperor and other pagan deities and lived according to cultural standards of greed social position and power rather than godly standards
0: yeah mm-hmm. that could be yeah like i said good historians and theologians suggest this could be it yeah. you read there? others say yeah. you know whatever it is it's bad yes and we should identify mm-hmm. it we should because things are getting into churches today they're just we're, we're, we're asleep at the switch i mean one of the key things of a shepherd is to protect the flock right then he's supposed to feed and lead yeah. and bring them you know it's very similar with a pastor of a church you've got you gotta feed and lead, mm-hmm. but you must protect. And if somebody comes in teaching some weirded-out Eastern thoughts or some yeah. occultic practices or whatever, you gotta say no. You can't have that here. Mm. That's why you have to examine your teachers very closely. So that's going on here. Again, this mm-hmm. is 89.1 FM radio. Very happy you tuned in today as we go through these seven churches, and uh, hopefully we'll be set up for phone calls and you know, yeah. there's days ahead as we continue with this study. Mm-hmm. Very interesting study with this Church of Pergamos. All right, let's go down here and look at verse uh, 16. Uh-huh. Therefore, repent. If not, I will come to you soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth. Okay, there he, now there's the sword of the mouth. Mm-hmm. We saw that, that's how he introduced himself. And this is a powerful thing because why? Jesus can cut, It can cut. I find it very interesting that God creates the whole world, how? With his words. With his with with words. His words. Yeah. And now when we get in the book of Revelation, we're going to see the destructive power ah, Yes, the two-edged. Yeah. Even when we get to the bail, quote-unquote, Armageddon, mm-hmm. there's no really engaged bail because he comes down and he says like a two-edged sword, he shoom, cuts yeah. cuts through, you know, all of this. I, I find it very interesting, just as a sidebar, well, what Jesus declares in the Gospel of John who he is, he uses seven I am statements, right? Mm-hmm. But when all these... Uh, Well, enemies come to him, the Roman guard, the Pharisees, Judas, uh, come up to the garden of Gethsemane and and they say, are you Jesus of Nazareth? And he turns to him and he says, I am. And something very interesting happens. They all fall down. Mm. Study that in the Gospel of John. They all fall down. Mm See the power of his word just a little bit coming out to enemies? What happened? Mm. And these people were not used to falling down, especially the Romans. Yeah. These are prideful. <laughs> but it says they all fall down. Yeah. Well that's I think is a little snapshot at the end of the age, when he really comes and speaks, the whole world's gonna fall down. Mm. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess Absolutely. that Jesus yeah. Christ is Lord. That's the yeah. power of his tongue creatively it,
2: it, you know and John I, I think that's a, a really valuable lesson for us today it's, it's been throughout the, the ages the fear of God mm-hmm. I think is lost on a lot of people today and you know when you get enamored with your success with the ability of what science is doing and uh, everything else you really lose the fact that we need that fear of God and, yeah. and we should have it. It only makes us more obedient, and it allows us to get into the Word. You know, if you don't have that, why would you study the Bible? Exactly. In the sense that, you know, you have to know that he is above us, he created us, and he can take us out. You're and right. So, yeah, I mean, you know, n- not to say that he's a uh, an awful dictator. He is not. He's the opposite. Right. I mean, he's loving, he's merciful. Uh, he came back to get us even after we sinned. But at the end of the day, when you look around... And you just see so many people so busy with what they're doing. Even the time we're spending here today, I wouldn't have spent that 10 years ago yeah, right. until my eyes were open and I started opening the Word and saying, "Hey, this is more important than anything I'm doing."
0: Well, and, no, you're you know, right, and that's Holiness. why it's
2: a blessing to have Tristan starting oh, yeah. versus when I started right.
0: about 10 years ago. <laughs> well, you're getting a jump start, early. Yeah, start. so it's a blessing. Holiness is the key because right. in the Book of Revelation you'll see. God yeah. addressed as holy, 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 when you see the throne room in, in mm-hmm. uh, chapter mm-hmm. f- uh, 4. Isaiah chapter 6, when he's in the throne, he has this vision of God in the throne room. He says, holy, holy, holy is what the angels in heaven are. Three times holy. Now, you don't see anywhere in scripture it says, God yeah. is love, love, love. Mm-hmm. God is merciful. He is, but that repeating three times. When Moses has the appearance of God in the burning bush, remember God is present. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is the first thing God says to Moses? Don't come any closer. Take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. Mm-hmm. To your point, David, mm-hmm. we have to. Every generation has to reestablish the fear of God. Why? Because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. When we, I don't mean fear in fear, like you know. I mean yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. How many remember the book, The a Lion, a uh, uh, Wardrobe? The the. Um, um, by C.S. Lewis. Yeah, by oh, C.S. Yeah. Lewis. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lion or witch in the War, wardrobe, right? Yes. At the end, remember when they approach the lion, Anselm, and they say the kids, is he, how do they say it, is he a friendly lion? And is he the, safe? Is, is he, he safe? safe? That's yes. it, go through and then, that. So
1: they, they asked, is he safe? And they said, he's not safe, but he's good. Yeah, that's the yes. key.
0: It's because mm-hmm. the lion represents God. Mm-hmm. God is God. And we have lost this idea. Of, in the old days, they used to have mm-hmm. this expression, he's a God-fearing man. Do you ever hear that expression? Mm -hmm. You don't hear that anymore. No. He's a God-fearing man. It means Mm. he respected people. He he thought about, you know, he's a God-fearing man. Mm. We don't have that today. And we put so much on knowledge. Knowledge is great, but it's limited. Mm. Somebody has well suggested, knowledge will take man to the moon, but wisdom will get man to heaven. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Knowledge is good, but wisdom is better. Mm -hmm. Mm. Wisdom will, knowledge will show you how to make a living, but 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 wisdom will show you how to live a life ah you see what i'm saying great point because many people have tremendous knowledge mm. but look at their lives mm. really out way yeah but if you have wisdom that's the key get wisdom it says in proverbs mm. okay now he says uh, we see this idea he's always offering a remedy if i can mm. he doesn't say that's it i'm going to put the light out right i'm not going to use you as a church he says repent or <laughs> there is consequence i will come and quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth Repent means totally to turn around. It's a military, in the military, when we were marching and they said about face, that was 180 degree. You're going, mm-hmm. you're going this way and it means you make a decision and then your life's direction is changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You make a decision, it's not just, I'm sorry I did this. No, you're sorry because you turn yeah. and your behavior is now changed. Mm-hmm. They could say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. It's more than that, it has more implications. Mm-hmm. Then he comes to this idea Uh, If you can read verse 17, um, which is the final verse in this.
1: So, okay, so it says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on that stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. Mr. Mark, the quick question. Now, the one who conquers, didn't you say that Nico actually means...
0: Does that have any connection to Nicolaitis? Right. And again, we're just looking at taking yeah. apart that sure. word Nico and then Laos. Sure. But mm-hmm. in this final member, he gives a, a rebuke, but he also gives a promise. But notice, he's writing to this, this church, right? In, in this church in Pergamos, which mm-hmm. is in Asia Minor, modern day Turkey, 2,000 years ago. But notice when he says, He who has an ear, let yep. him hear. <clears throat> who is he referencing there? People who People God has revealed yeah
2: the people of the church us Us. Us. yeah right anybody singular right he
0: right okay he who now this idea of he who has an ear goes way back to isaiah and Mm -hmm. even when jesus was given the parables he talks about Mm -hmm. they have ears but they don't hear they have eyes that they don't Mm -hmm. see but it's given unto you to understand the mysteries of the kingdom right if you're truly born again you have the holy spirit of god you should have spiritual ears and you should be able to draw lessons Or draw principles or promises from these. And he says, He who has an ear, in other words, do you ever hear the expression heads up? Yeah. Yeah. Or or tune in, listen to me now. Okay. That that kind of, Mm -hmm. this flies over so many people. Oh, yeah. They just don't. Sure. But what's suggested here is what he is saying to these seven churches has some kind of pertinent information for us today. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Encouragement, admonition, warning, whatever. Okay. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, there's the Holy Spirit, is saying to the churches. So it's not just the spirit, the angel or the pastor, uh, but it's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. This is inspired Word of God. Not just the church there, but to churches plural. Mm-hmm. Notice, okay. That means all seven. Mm-hmm. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna now to And I will give him a white stone. So, so hidden
1: manna, white stone. What what is the hidden manna? Okay.
0: To? Now manna we know mm-hmm. in the old testament. Yeah. It was came down from heaven and they fed the Israelites. It's little white versions. Right, yes. like they, mm-hmm. they actually Manna meant what is it? That's the translation. Man, meant what, what is, is, it? is it? Yeah. I guess was, that's what you'd say if you was, saw bread yeah, falling from coming, the sky. Yeah. And so therefore, when Jesus says, I'm the true bread or true manna come down from heaven, because we spiritually partake of Jesus and we're not spiritually hunger. Well, what is the thing they always say with Jesus, even his apostles, when he did miracles, they say, Who is this? Um, who is this? Oh. <laughs> See I think? He's, he's, he's a wizard? wonder. He's a he's, yeah. he's, he's mm. so out of the uh-huh. ordinary. So, but the thing with manna, it wow. nourished you. The thing with manna was he said here, hidden manna. Well, it was one of the three things that were contained in the Ark of the Covenant. Was manna? Mm-hmm. You had Aaron's rod, you had the the Ten, Ten, Ten Commandments, Commandments. <laughs> and you had manna. It was hidden. Yeah. Now, these people lived uh-huh. in a culture that were into hidden mysteries, uh-huh. secretive stuff, secret. he says, "I'll yeah. give you the real deal. Uh-huh. You feed on me." This is, yes, David. Yet
2: yeah, there's a great quote, Jan, uh, to extend what you said in Jan six. 33 through 35 for the bread of god is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world they said to him sir give us this bread always jesus said to them i am the bread of life whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall not thirst so the hidden manna is kind of closely linked to our hidden life in him that's a good point yeah something along those lines i don't know if i said that right but no
0: now then he makes actually another promise he says, "I will give him a white stone, yeah, okay, uh, with a new name written mm-hmm. on it. No one accepts it except him who receives it." Now, this is interesting. He yeah. just talked about overcoming. <clears throat> right. We do know that in the Greco-Roman world, when you they're big in the games. I mean, I've yeah. been in their arenas. they're I mean, what's left of them, the Colosseums. Sure. They had a custom. They said when they when they had the victor and you mm-hmm. won. You get a name. You get mm-hmm. a white stone, maybe a polished white stone with your name on it. Like today, they give trophies. Mm-hmm. You get a white stone, but often what that meant it was not just a trophy, but they would have a big feast yeah. mm-hmm. at the end of the games or mm-hmm. whatever, and you gain entry because mm-hmm. you had the white stone with your name in it. Mm-hmm. You see, wow. what's interesting it, yeah. here, the white stone, but a new name. Now mm. we do know that God gives people new names. Abram yep. is Abraham. Sarai is Sarah. Saul to Paul. Saul to Paul. Mm. Simon to Peter. Could this be a? This could be personal intimacy that each one of us in eternity, He gives us a new name. Well wow. I it, don't know. It, I, I'm just implication.
2: It, John, I think the town also was known as a mining town, and they used the stones in the ju- judicial system. So white, you know, the jury would have. They'd use stones and say this person's free. Yeah, and then they use black stones to say, no, this guy's going to jail. Yeah. So the white stone is free that we are saved uh, right. is kind of some of the some Good of the language yeah. that I
0: gathered from that. that that's the other thing. Could In be. addition You're, to that too. The acquittal stone. Yeah. Right. You're, you go free now. So that, that tells us a lot about this church at Pergamos. I yeah. mean, there's so much more we could get into. Oh, the yeah. whole thing with that altar of Pergamon <laughs> is real cute. Oh, yeah. Sidebar. Maybe when we have more time someday. So again, Tristan, why don't you give the the thing about what you mentioned about accessing archive shows if people want to go back? So yes. So again, well, I'll just say this one last time. We have all of our shows. They're
1: all stored on SoundCloud. It's an app you can either get on your phone or you can type in the link to our website, which will take you. You can either download it from that or you can just listen offline. And I'll just give it one last time. It's www.johnjohn 1421 1421 john1421.com so www.john1421.com
0: thanks tristan yes, so sir. again thank you david thank you tristan yeah. for being on board today Thanks, tristan. and everybody for thanks, listening tristan. in this is 89.1 fm radio coming to you from Lorain, ohio and we look forward to you tuning in next week and we just continue to pray for our country yeah. you mm-hmm. know we're told to yeah. pray for those in authority from the president to Congress, to Supreme Court, even down to local leaders. Uh, and it, the Bible clearly says that righteousness exalts a nation. That's really ultimately even, you know, these nations are gone now, but their testimonies live with us to this very day, you know, these different cities mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. countries. And, um, yeah, stay safe, be blessed, and look forward to you coming in again. Thank you again, guys. And Tristan, have a great school year. Yeah, thank you. back to college yeah. next week. Thank you. Okay, David, God bless you Yeah, all.
2: God bless you.